Uh, well, I, I cleaned up the tea that I spilled Good. right as we started the Zoom meeting. Ooh, spilling uh, the tea. I, yeah, oh, I got lots of tea to spill oh, today. Shit. But before we get to that, thanks to everyone who made our fan club wallet episode our second Woo! most listened to episode. Too, too enthusiastic for fan club wallet. It has to be a little more restrained. Oh, okay. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. No, cool. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, very cool. Nice. And thanks for returning for tonight's episode. Ooh, I don't know why tonight. Yeah. Um, tonight, if you're listening to this in the morning, turn it off. Wait, minimum ten hours, then mm-hmm. crank it up. For today, or tonight, and tonight, <laughs> we will be discussing a band that I blessed Danny with, mm-hmm. the beautiful, the uh, poignant, the intense, the sprackled. Oh, oh yeah, good. Not a word. Ah. <laughs> Big thief. Big thief. Big thief. It's a pretty big thief you got there. Hey. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean A? Oh, like Adrian Lanker. Uh, I don't know who that is. Is that a sport person? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a sport person. Uh, she moonlights as the songwriter and singer and guitarist of Big Thief. Oh. But when she's not doing that, uh, she's Tom Brady. <laughs> Nice, nice. Jeez Louise, man. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up, man? Now that we've introed this episode and uh, the theme song played, probably, at some point. Yeah, when I'm trying to think of our theme song, I can only think of the Seth Meyers theme song, which is weird. Hmm. Uh, do those theme songs sound alike I don't at all? know what the Seth Meyers theme song sounds like. I think it sounds a lot like ours. I don't know. I don't care for either, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot's going on, man. You know that. I know uh, a, going a lot of things are happening. Too many things. So many, in fact. Uh, this seems like a waste of my afternoon. No. Uh, or <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. This is good. This is this is gonna this is gonna get. I mean, after all the momentum from fan club wallet, yeah. this is gonna get minimum sixty listens. Oh, minimum, minimum. Well, we'll see how things go with anxious next week. Or tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow that comes out. Tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, we're we're behind because um yeah. I don't want to do this. Cause Dante's gotta get a new job and move. I got a new job. That's so exciting, man. I guess. So yeah, so I got a new job. I'm moving in a month. Uh a month and a day is when I start the new job. Uh I'm moving to Montana. Big Sky Country, Big as they call sky. it. Big Sky. 
Montana is the what state is that? It, like what's it's it called? Montana. Yeah, so what state is Montana? <laughs> no, Danny, what I'm saying is where is Montana? Where am I going? It's it's like it's just, right it's, next to, it's to the, Arkansas? Uh, no, 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 no. It's east of New York. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um what what is Montana's um like nickname? I don't know. I should know because uh, I remembered recently um, that in the third grade, I did a state report on Montana. On Montana, yeah, wow! Yeah. I did a what? A, yeah, what? A, I did a very cool like. We cut it out of a piece of wood, and like I, I did like a, almost a topographical map of Montana with like tech, wow. textured mountains and everything. That's very. Who was the big woodworker in your family? Uh, Papa Inslee. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. That can't be a, a super easy task. I, I will be, I will say I will be in the uh, southwest portion, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous. I'm very happy about the location. What the heck? What are they? It's not the Silver State because that's Nevada. Montana, this is per Wikipedia. Uh, okay. Has no official nickname, but sev- what? several unofficial nicknames. Uh, most notably, as Dante has already said, Big Sky Country. Okay. The Treasure State, Land okay. of the Shining Mountains, and the Last Best Place. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, the so wait, none of them are the blank state, right? Those unofficial uh, names you just read off. Treasure State. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so I could potentially be the one to officially name it. Yeah, you could be. This is a very exciting. The five songs are less state. Less. The less state. <laughs> the Let's see. The state bird is the western meadowlark. The state butterfly is the morning cloak. Whoa. Morning as in M-O-U-R-I-N-G. Is that true? Yes. Morning cloak. How is dibs on that band name? Yeah, seriously, man. Uh, that's a pretty that's, decent looking butterfly. That's got to be a band name where you can't read the logo. Morning Cloak. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, or they may have used the, like, Guinness and Species name or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Sure, sure. The Nymphalis. Whoa. So right oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nym is great. Phallus is your dangle. Nymphalis space Antiopa. Okay. It's a large, unique butterfly with special markings that do not match those of any other butterfly, making it easily... Sorry, the page is loading. I was just reading the Google paragraph. <laughs> uh, boy, and it's not right here at the top. Well, that's annoying. Well, anyway, it's cool looking. It is. Uh, what else we've got? We've got the flower is a bitter root. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a flower. Uh, the <laughs> state mammal is the grizzly bear. Oh, no. And finally, the state tree is the ponderosa pine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Boys, grizzly bear. Oh, man. Uh, scariest animal? Mm. It's up there, yeah. Yeah, it's up there in Montana. Where are you going? <laughs> There's one in my apartment now. <laughs> is that, like, are you making fun of your grandma? I don't know. Or your mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom's a total grizzly bear. She's a grandma. Um, I'm sorry I called your mom your grandma. Jeez. 
But yeah, so I'm going to Wyoming. Or pff, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to get lost trying to move. They're going to be like, you, your start date was three weeks ago. And I'm like, I'm in Florida. I don't know what happened. So that's that's very exciting. Uh, we're going up there in a week mm. to look at some housing. Okay. Uh, we have a, a showing Monday at 10 a.m. that we are very excited about. The only question is, will they allow Benjamin? Oh, they fucking better. Yeah, because uh, it says no pets. We're like, come, come on, on, come on. on. He's a he's a, a an adult, fixed, mm-hmm. good boy. Yes. Um, and as Shuge's girlfriend pointed out, since she works at home, there's almost always going to be someone there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so it should not be an issue. There you go. And I'm willing to pay a housing or a pet deposit. Yeah. I'm willing to trade. Uh, Shuge's girlfriend for the right to <laughs> keep Ben and that uh, it's a townhouse we are looking at. Oh, nice. Uh, so better than apartment. We're still sharing, you know, one mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. wall, but uh, two stories, two sets of giant south-facing bay windows, nice. which means a lot of sunshine up north. Two bathrooms? Th- three beds, two baths, man. Three bedrooms? Yeah, I we I mean don't know, but it's two thousand square feet. Wow! So like that's pretty big for. Uh, wow! I mean, there's two of us, so that's what like you know three hundred square feet per person or something. Okay, well, and then fourteen hundred for Ben. At least I know if I uh, need a place to live. Mm-hmm. There's two extra bedrooms for me. <laughs> that's that's right. But uh, so yeah, you know, could be office drums. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we have some options. Just so. don't call it a man cave. No, 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 no. Uh, though, I did make the mistake of, uh, while making fun of myself, admitted to Shuge's girlfriend mm-hmm. that when I was in college, my freshman year, I felt compelled by my idiotic brain, my idiotic, toxic, masculine brain, mm-hmm. I felt compelled to have a poster in my dorm room of former Wild on E host, Brooke Burke. This Wild on E. It was like this stupid travel show where it was like, look at this beach where people party. Oh. Uh. Yeah, not not something I was very proud of, but I we were talking about like how we could each have like an office or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put up my, you know, my old Brooke Book, Burke poster or whatever. You still have and it? No, I don't yeah, still have do. it. Yeah, you do. I mean, in storage. <laughs> I do still have posters for the movies. Uh, and I will I will rank this into uh, from most, or sorry, from least to most embarrassing. Okay, okay. I have posters from the movie Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Framed. Wow. <laughs> this is tough to actually which one is m- more uh embarrassing of these next two <laughs> i'm gonna say less embarrassing is framed poster from the movie drive okay and then a framed poster from the movie the original john wick what <laughs> which means i got this poster not that long ago <laughs> It was like 2016 or framed whatever. Framed too. Wow. Well, I they didn't come framed. Like I think I just went out and got like f- poster frames from Walmart or something. Okay. Okay. Sure. 
because I don't know, it, it felt even weirder as like a 28 year old yeah, to like tack up a John Wick poster. Yeah. To my ceiling so I could look at it when I <laughs> slept. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all very embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Hey, man. So here's a question. So mm-hmm. a big thing about this mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. is not only am I moving, but I'm moving in with Shuge's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so you told me earlier today about a purchase you made. Mm-hmm. What, will you will you tell the listeners what you did? <laughs> tell them what you've done. So, this record that I own right here, further seems forever. The moon is down, still in its shrink wrap. Yeah, I need to take that off. Um, it is opened. This was uh, it, it had a pretty small run and it uh was hard to find very expensive and then they repressed it in 2015 and i got the repress bye mom exciting days poop and toothless i know i know it's exciting stuff i'll i'll tell the podcast audience Uh, update, uh, life updates here kid life updates lasa pooped in the potty twice yesterday and Han lost a tooth. Poop and toothless coming this <laughs> fall on USA. Um, 2015, they reissued it. Uh, I bought the reissue because I wanted this album for so long on vinyl. Uh, it's a pretty bare bones, shitty pressing. It doesn't even come with a slip insert or anything like that. Um, it does not have the original pressing had their not so great Weezer cover on it. This one does not have the not so great Weezer cover on it. What song? Say it ain't so. Good song. It is a good song. The original is a really good song. But they're putting out a 20th anniversary of this album, The Moon Is Down. Uh, what they're calling a box set. It comes with an. Uh, it is uh, remastered for vinyl, so it's going to sound better. Uh, it comes with an 80-page booklet with uh, pictures and stories from the band members and all this kind of cool fun stuff uh it's got uh like bonus layout designs and all you know kind of bullshit like that uh emphasis on the word bullshit i paid with shipping and tax and all that 73 dollars for this record but this guy is getting sold and you will get $15? No, I'll probably get... I looked yesterday, and this was going for uh, 99 Why is that shitty version so much because it's, more expensive? Because they pressed it then. It is now out of print again. So I can sell this version. I'll, I always look at the kind of median price and go around there. So I'll probably sell it for like 70 Well, I should sell it for like 80 That way I cover my cost of buying the new one that entrepreneurial spirit yep. is what's making this podcast into the force it's become um so uh i'm glad you're gonna hopefully break even by trading one uh, album to the for the same yep. album because i um, i don't like having multiple copies of the same record there's some people out there that will buy every single pressing and own all of them i don't like doing that i think it's kind of silly Personally, with the exception of a couple things that I have two copies of, but, you know. Uh, well, obviously, there's exceptions. There's exceptions. But, yeah, there's no point in me owning two copies of this album. So, 
So, th- so this brings me to uh, mm-hmm. a question, and obviously, as everything I ask you, I, I'm really just trying to bring it back to me. Sure, sure. Does your wife, Amanda, know about this purchase? She doesn't know about this purchase yet. Okay. But I'll tell so, her later. Sure. Do you ever have to, like, run things by each other when it comes to, you know, anything more than, like, a just kind of, like, petty everyday purchase? Well, if it's if it's something like this where it's, like, a record, something, quote-unquote, frivolous, um, or, like, when Amanda's got an obsession with buying candles from Bath & Body Works... Okay. Um, we'll, oh, wow. we'll usually give each other a heads up like, hey, oh, by the way, I, I bought this record today. That kind of thing. It used to not be that case because uh, money was much tighter back then. And so it was like, hey, do you think I can buy this? That kind of thing. Do we can we afford this? That kind of thing. But now stuff like that, stuff like records, you know, it, as long as it's not obscenely priced, which this might be obscenely priced. But I am going to sell this one. God damn it. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. But like if I was like, oh, I want a new computer, I've, that would have to be like a talk with the fam kind of thing. Lasso, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say that price point is between like, yeah, I can go ahead and pull the trigger on it without a, you know, without pre-approval? Uh, over $100. Okay. Okay. So now that Shugay's girlfriend and I are going to be living together, mm-hmm. we're starting to have the discussions of like, how are we going to handle finances? Sure. Which I honestly think is going to be a really good thing for me. Like, I'm, it's probably going to curb my, uh, like, just some stupid spending. But not like, you're still going to buy magic cards at random though, right? See, that's something I don't know that I'll be able to pull the trigger on quite as easily. I don't know if I can just go out and buy a thousand magic cards twice when we live together. I also think it's going to curb excessive snacking because, like, you know, when you live at home, or sorry, when you live alone, you can eat a bag and a half of chips. Sure. No one's got to know. Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot hard to hide all that shame, a lot harder to hide all that shame when, when someone, someone's right there. Someone's judging hey, wh- you. What happened to those two bags of chips that you bought without telling me? Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, I think I'm just gonna be like, I guess, I guess I'm done eating because I'm full, but that seems wrong, yeah. but I guess, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> so I am kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. But uh, do you have any advice for uh, how to handle finances? As a couple, just in terms of like transparency and, and all of that. Ooh. Amanda handled most of the finances or handles, I should say, most of the finance stuff. Um, she's much more on top of like keeping an eye on our bank account and stuff like that. I think it's just relationship advice in general, but but when money is involved too, it's just hide everything, hide everything. Um no, keep communication open, you know, like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this. What do you think? That kind of thing. You, I, I mean, you guys aren't at the point where you're combining bank accounts yet or anything like that, right? Well, I, I don't know. That that might be something that, like, <clears throat> we consider or talk about. Mm-hmm. We make pretty much the same money. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, I don't know if maybe that's less of a reason to combine bank accounts just because it's not like, you know, one person is making 200 G's and is able to do all this stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. that the other person doesn't have access to. But I don't know, like, because I, I do kind of think in my heart of hearts, like, a a good trusting, like, relationship, it, it this is going to sound very lame, but, like, it you should be a team. You should be, like... <laughs> yeah, no, I- Absolutely. You know, working together on everything. And so because of that, like, I do like the idea of a a joint banking, Mm -hmm. checking account, bank account, because Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just kind of like that. It's like, yeah, everything's out there. You can see what what I'm doing. I can see what you're doing. And not that we have to, like, watch each other, but Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know. Um, Well, when did you and Amanda combine bank accounts? I was just trying to think of that. I want to say we'd been together for... Somewhere between like three and five years. And how long had you lived together? We we lived together pretty quickly. We I think we moved in together after like four months or something. Okay. Mainly because I needed a place to live. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how you trick them into letting yeah, you in exactly. the front door exactly. all the time. Oh, I, I can't I can't live in Kevin's mom's house anymore. So uh, can I come stay with you? <laughs> You lived in Kevin's mom's house? I lived in a house that Kevin's mom owned. Okay. She did not live there. She did not live there. Did Kevin live there? Yes. Okay. Whose other... I don't know how to word this. Whose (laughs) other mom's houses did you live in? (laughs) Um. In the abodes of whose mother's... (laughs) I don't know if I've lived in anyone anyone else's mother's houses. (laughs) I've stayed in mother's houses. You son of a bitch. Say what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if, I mean, if you really want to, you can do like some sort of, you know, Google Doc or some finance app or some shit like that. And have all your bills listed out and make sure, you know, you're checking off your bills every month, setting up those auto pays and things like that. Um, and that way you kind of have a better idea of like, okay, I've got this much money left. You know, I've paid all these bills. I've got uh, $5 left in my bank account, so I'm going to buy this $40 record. That kind of thing. <laughs> uh uh-huh. You want to try to go into like 80, you want to overspend by like 85%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every month. <laughs> And then, yeah, I mean, it's really up to you guys as a couple. If if you are feeling really good about where this is going, like I think joining your bank accounts or or maybe joining your uh, your like phone plan or something first, just to kind of get that going, might be a smaller step. But I think combining bank accounts is good because then, especially when when I was first like having a bit more money and I was like buying some dumbass record it kind of kept me a little more honest with amanda because she would be like what what's this like what is yeah yeah, yeah. this payment to you know whatever record label i'm like oh dumbass records i bought i bought a dumbass record from dumbass record label um so yeah i don't know that kind of stuff is is cool in like that kind of like teamwork relationship kind of thing i it's up to you guys. It's definitely a conversation to have maybe once you move there or even before, like if you want to do, you know, a com- joint checking or something like that. 
I think that's probably not too far off for mm-hmm. us, but we'll see. Yeah, being um, I I texted you the uh, the acronym Dinks. Dink. Oh, yes, the yes. other night, which I had never heard of. Sarah told me it's double income, no kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited to be a dink. Um, this, we would have so much more money. <laughs> but you would feel so much less love or something? Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. No, no one would come in here and throw a, to- a tooth at me, so... <laughs> it's, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> weirdest. What happened to you today would be like the weirdest thing to happen to me all year. Yes, yes. Well, uh, a person just like crammed into my room, <laughs> threw a tooth at me, <laughs> bleeding. Yes, bleeding. But anyway, yeah, I got to sell this fucking record, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be able to make our mortgage this, this month. <laughs> After all that, you're like, we're fucked. It better. It all I gotta say, tooth and nail records, this better be some good fucking quality shit. Now that is um Chris Caraba, right? Yes. He's on this okay. the first album only. Okay. Is that that album or no? Yes. Okay. Is that the only album worth listening to of that band? In in my opinion, yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The second album's okay. The third one. With John Bunch is the uh, John Bunch, the John Bunch, yeah. Who's that? Uh, John Bunch. He was the singer of Sense Field. It's Senses Fail. <laughs> oh shit! Right, Senses Fail. He came on for one for the Scenes Forever album, and then they have another one with Chris Caraba back, but it's not good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dante. I had tea in my mouth and I realized like I was going to spit it out and it made a weird, made me do a weird thing. This afternoon I I had lunch with my boss and then I went uh, and visited Amanda at the library because I was downtown Uh, and I was standing outside the library with her and she has her big giant thing with water in it and she's drinking her water and we're talking and all of a sudden (laughs) all this water flying out of her mouth. And I'm just like, what the, are you okay? <laughs> and then she's just like laughing uncontrollably. <coughs> it was a lot like what just happened with you and your tea though. Well, at least I kept it in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is very funny to uh, watch people lose their faculties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, do you have any desire to see the new Jackass movie? No. None whatsoever. Ne- never into the Jackass movies. No. I watched some CKY stuff back in the day, like a little bit, but I just always thought it was kind of ridiculous. I think I saw one. Like, how many Jackass movies are there, too? This is the fourth. Jesus, really? Yeah, there's Jackass, Jackass 2, Jackass 3D. This is Jackass Forever. Huh. There's also Jackass 2.5. I didn't realize you were such a. a Jackass hole. <laughs> um, that was, sure. That was me trying to quickly come up with the name of Jackass fans. Yeah, uh, I don't know what a, I don't know what a better name is. Um, a Jackass head. I do want to see the new Jackass movie, but uh, Shige's girlfriend has no interest in it. Yeah. Reasonable. <laughs> she one. doesn't like. 
she doesn't like <laughs> to see people getting hurt. <coughs> but she's wrong. And uh, they're so, so fucking funny. <coughs> I'm going to go get a cough drop. Okay, okay. And then um, then I got an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite for you. All righty. Okay. I'm excited. I just hold my breath. Just like until you die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the cough will stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm still like... You, at my funeral, like they hear like a muffled cough in the <laughs> coffin still. Just like, <coughs> fuck. Like, yeah. No, he's dead. We checked, but. Death. All right, cough death drop. coughs. It's our band name. Coffin in the coffin. Ooh. Co- no. No. Ooh. No. Did I tell you about the. Coffin, coffin. Did I tell you about the time I uh, laughed so hard I cried at a funeral? <laughs> no. Let me, I'll be right back. Okay, okay. So I feel like I may have told this story before. Okay. But, uh, so I worked at the my school newspaper in college, mm-hmm. and a really good friend, really, really funny, kind of like one of those people where you're just like, you're just like kind of in awe of how their mind works just because it's like, they just see everything a little bit different or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. One of those guys, and uh, sadly, w- while we were there, his mom died, and uh, w- we were invited to the the funeral. This is a detail that doesn't really matter, but I don't know if it was because it was a Catholic funeral. I- I'm not really sure how it works, but it was open casket, mm-hmm. and me and uh, my buddy who also worked at the paper there, Russ, we kind of sat near the back just because you know we weren't like family or anything and we were just trying to pay pay our respects but i do remember like from the back you could just kind of see like like this part (laughs) of the face like sticking up over the coffin and it was we were just like this is i don't know i don't it's it's just it's just unsettling it's um i'm gonna go ahead and say it it's weird to see a dead body Uh (laughs) uh-huh wow wow more big words (laughs) to dante but um, because it was a like a Catholic service, they handed out like rosary beads to everybody. Oh, okay. And so Russ and I are, I think we might have like this whole pew to ourselves or mm-hmm. like there's no one like to our immediate right or left. And we're just sitting there holding these kind of like thinking, but like thinking at each other, like mm-hmm. what what do we do with these? Yeah. And he just quietly goes chains like usher <laughs> which i don't think is a direct uh reference to an usher song <laughs> or like a lyric or anything but he said very quietly to, so only i could hear uh-huh. chains like usher <laughs> in reference to the rosary beads and we proceeded to cry laughing for a solid five minutes. <laughs> and it was that thing of because we are in A, a church, B, a funeral. Mm-hmm. It's that thing I was trying to do with my cough where you're trying to hold it in and you're just like <laughs> doing that whole thing. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable and I felt... 
so bad, but it's one of the hardest like times I've ever laughed yeah, in yeah, my yeah. life. And it, <laughs> it was just it what he said hit me so hard, and I think me laughing made him laugh. See, this is me paying for my sins. Yeah, back yeah, then. man. Fuck, I need to get some water. Okay. Uh, talk about. Either a time you've embarrassed yourself at church or funeral, or tell me why you love bare naked ladies, um, who are, from what I understand, the types of guys who would laugh at a funeral. Oh, wow! What a reference. Have I ever been embarrassed in church? I don't know. I haven't been to church in a while. I told the story once. I think I told the story once on the pod. Uh, when I was a kid, I had to go to catechism. Catholic church thing. And I hated it so much that my, my mom said, okay, you can just go every other year instead of every year. Um, but I would go with some friends of mine and we were getting out of the car one time. And as I was getting out, as my friend was getting out of the car, uh, the middle seatbelt got stuck to his, got stuck to his shoe or something like that. And then flew back and hit me in the face and hit me in the eye. Uh, and this was, this was like my last year, I think of catechism. I think I was in sixth grade, um, sixth or seventh, but, uh, and we were like watching a movie on like, I don't know, Jesus or some shit. And I'm sitting there like rubbing my eye, like, oh, that really hurt. And it's all wet. And I realized my eye was all bloody and I didn't tell anyone. I just like got up and like went to the bathroom and cleaned it off and that was fine. But, uh. But yeah, that story was boring. It's also the the only time I've ever purposefully drank alcohol was it was at church, catechism. I think it was for my first communion. I was at first communion practice, and they uh, let us take a sip of the wine, and I took a sip of the wine. It was disgusting, and that's the only time I've ever purposefully ingested alcohol. Wow, not a true edgeman. We're just finding out. Not a true edgeman. Uh. Uh, did not hear the wine part of the story before, but you did tell the bloody the eye story belt. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that have been in like the 90 pound wuss episode or something where we were talking about Christian punk? Maybe? Possibly, possibly. Because I was so Catholic and so punk. And so it, it fit well with the 90 pound wuss. Yes. <laughs> um, Danny, are you rated for overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite? Am I rated for it? I'm not sure if I'm rated for it. Um, I've done them before. But are you re- are I'm, you related to it? Am I? I'm not. I don't think I'm related to it either. What don't you understand? Are you renovated for overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, or not? Um, I, I mean, I like renovating. We've done some renovations on our house. Are you being obtuse on purpose? I need you to regurgitate like this OUFL thing, right? Obtuse. It is. Can can you be more specific? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. And how dare you ask, Dante? Um, I am ready for an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. Are you ready to get the words out of your mouth? Uh, of the topic. <sighs> Tonight's OUFL, mm-hmm. the Ottawa Umbrella Football League. <laughs> Elements of moving. 
Under, yeah, you, underrated. I, we just no, no, no. Stop. Just, you you can't just fucking skip around freelance. Oh wait. Oh oh, overrated. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was U F O L, not O F U L. That's the that's the ultimate <laughs> Ottoman uh, fierce legion. Okay. 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 Uh, overrated part of moving is uh. Moving everything yourself. You like, think people rate that highly? Like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's how this works. <laughs> you know how people always talk about how much they love it, and you're just like, I don't get it, you guys. <laughs> you might want to save that for your least favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do. I could I could save that for least favorite. Sure, sure. Now I got to think of an over overrate. So something that people rate highly. Okay, okay, okay. Overrated. Uh, getting smashed <laughs> under the grand piano when it falls from the second floor. <laughs> don't care for it. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Overrated part of moving. Doing it. Some people like moving. Okay. Okay, does this count? Some people really like moving, like going mm. to a new place, moving to a new city, whatever. I don't like moving. I've done it a lot, but I don't like it. I think it's overrated. Does that work for that you? That counts. Yeah. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Comes with the attitude. Um, no, that's fair. Uh, I do like moving. I am one of those people. Weird. But I understand why you wouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. My overrated is uh, thinking that a new place or a new location will fundamentally change you mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely been guilty of that. Like, here oh, I yeah. go, fresh start. Yep. Everything. Yep. It's like you know, it's like a new year type of thing. Yep. Isn't there a death cab or postal service quote about? That. Let's see. Um, boom, 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 the glove component. Not coming to me. No. Nope. What is it? I don't remember. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let me do a quick Google. Hold on. Do you know what song it is? Yeah, it's a Death Cab song or a Postal Service song. Oh, my God. Oh, there's that song, The Tourist. If you're feeling like a tourist in the city that you live in, it's time to go. Is that what you're talking about? No. Uh, changing okay. changing of scenery. I need to change my scenery. I, just, I spelled that completely wrong. Wow, I've never even seen... Google say no matches or suggestions. <laughs> how how did you spell <laughs> it? How wrong I spelled that. Uh, I'm just going to do. Google is contacting medical services for you because they imagine you must be like, your blood alcohol must be at poisonous levels. I can't, I don't fucking remember. What, what do you mean? I thought you had the I thought I did song. too, but it's not coming up. There's a song called Change of Scenery by Zero. No. 
Is it uh, you moved away? When you moved away, all your friends came over and you told them what to take. When you moved away, everyone thought it was a mistake. No. What album is this off of? I don't know. That sounds like... Thank you for today. Fake. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's bad. off of uh, transatlanticism. Well, Danny, while you're looking, um, what about underrated? Can I know you don't like moving, but can you think of an underrated element of moving? Underrated. Hiring movers, it's worth every penny. We hired movers. I have heard that. We hired movers when we moved here. Uh, I still felt completely exhausted at the end of the day. Because, I mean, you still have to, like, move boxes around and, you know, that kind of thing. But it was fucking amazing. They wrapped everything up. They carried all the heavy stuff. It was fucking great. Worth every penny. It was expensive, but it was worth it. No, you can pretty much only do that if you're moving within town, right? No, you can get movers that'll move you to a different city, to a different state, to a different country even. Well, no, I mean, the latter's just being like kidnapped, I think. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But... What, like, but I mean, they don't come with you to the different state, do they? Yeah, I, we were watching. I mean, this was in Canada, but um, this uh, YouTuber that we we watch, um, she had this moving company that moved her across Canada, like from one end of Canada to the other. <sighs> yeah, but those are provinces, man. What does that have to do with it? I asked if they would move you to a different state. Uh, I mean, states are kind of like provinces, though. It's this type of thinking <laughs> that that leaves you with two exact same Further Seems Forever albums <laughs> that equal like $150. Uh, um, my underrated element of moving, getting rid of stuff. Ooh, you all, you, lots of donating ooh, and throwing buddy. out that goes on, and I love getting rid of stuff. Yes, yes. And it's free. It's even, uh, it, it's more worth it than than reasonably priced movers, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But, um, and if you get rid of a bunch of stuff, less stuff to move. It's true. It's true. Favorite. Favorite. Mm, favorite part of uh, moving is finding, figuring out how you're, how you're decorating your new house. I really like setting things up, getting things decorated, figuring out where the couch is going, where the TV is going. So on and so forth is very, I enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's clean. Mm -hmm. You, though it, I always do this. I like when I look at a new place and I'm sure I'm going to do this next week when I, I go to look at some places. Like, oh, this place is, yeah, this, there's a lot of room in here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all your stuff is yep. in it and that room's kind of small, but no, that, that is a very good one. Um, do you consider yourself a, a good decorator? Do you leave it more to Amanda? Do you work well together on that stuff? I consider my wife a good decorator. She has mm -hmm. a very good eye for that kind of thing. But I enjoy the process and picking things out and hanging things where she tells me to hang them and that kind of thing. I like I like the end product. That kind of, yeah. Definitely. Very good. My favorite thing about moving. Mm -hmm. Thinking that a new location will fundamentally change me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Isn't there a, a death co- death cab lyric or a um, or a postal service lyric that I'm still trying to find? That has you know what that? I think I think I probably am just like so smart and clever sounding that you assumed it was Ben uh, Gibbard. Sure, sure, sure. I often get but, Dante and Ben Gibbard mixed up. It was just your idiot friend. <laughs> that's true, though. That's that's still my favorite thing. Is like. I've escaped all my previous problems. Mm-hmm. They were all the product of my location and not because of who I am or what type of shit I bring upon myself. <laughs> it was definitely based on geography. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in someplace new, geographically speaking, yeah, it's going to be different. My life's going to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yay. I agree. All right, Danny, least favorite thing about moving. Least favorite thing about moving is uh, doing it. Doing it. Didn't I say that for underrated or overrated? Doing it? Wait a minute. What was the first thing you said about... No, because you said something that... Ah, shit. What was the thing I I got mad at you about? (laughs) Because I wanted to do underrated first. No, no, but then... But you said something... Oh, yeah, doing it, and, and then, then I switched it. Okay, so yeah, fa- least favorite thing, doing it. I don't like moving. It sucks. No, wait, what did you switch it? No, 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 no. no. You switched it from something to doing it. Because uh, oh, you were like, some people like it. Doing So the opposite of my uh, underrated, uh, doing it yourself. Packing boxes in your car okay. and making trips all across the country to another province. Across the country. You've... Across the country, you've never f- you've lived in Sacramento and Elk Grove and Rancho in, Cordova. I lived in Santa Barbara. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Uh, for how many months? Uh, it was uh, over a year, barely. How many months? <laughs> I don't know. Twelve point two. Cross country, jeez. You Californians are so up your own asses, you think you're your own country. Yeah. I wonder if I'm ever going to find this Death Cab lyric. Well, let's just listen to the whole album. Okay. I really fucking like that album. It's a really good album. Uh, Did you already do your least favorite? No. Go for it. Uh, My least favorite element of moving is just the, like, miscellaneous shit like changing addresses and forwarding mm. mail and canceling stuff and turning on your new utilities and yep. getting internet and yep. Yep. just all of that stuff where like you ultimately forget something, you end up paying like a cycle of bills at your old place that you cause you forgot to give them notice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so just all of that shit that's hard to keep track of. I'm so, I'm so mad at how determined you are to find this, uh, this song because you were just staring at a monitor that is like nowhere near your camera. So you're just looking in this other direction. (laughs) Do you have any idea of what the lyric is like a word or two that's involved? I I thought it was like something along the lines of a, a change of scenery, but I look up, change of scenery and nothing comes up except for the song change of scenery but that's not the what i'm thinking of and it's it's probably a fucking 90 pound wuss song that i'm actually thinking of or something stupid like why that. would you be all right all right go away death cab 
before Dante disowns me. What are you doing? Well, now I'm looking at Death Cab for this. Oh, I don't know, man. I'll figure it out. I'll just go on a Death Cab binge for a while. You ready to talk about Big Thief? Anyway, okay, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Big Thief. Uh, Danny, did you like him? I did. All right. <laughs> Next week we start. No metal. No, we start Jawbreaker true. week. Jawbreaker week. All week <laughs> on five songs or all, less. All week on Wednesday. <laughs> So Big big Thief, I didn't really know much of anything about them. I was aware of them. I uh, don't know if I ever I had ever listened to a song before. Uh, so you gave me five songs to listen to. Was it five? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The first one uh-huh. that I assume you listened to. I sure did. Danny, it's called Mythological Beauty. It's off 2017's Capacity. Mm. Did I make my playlist wrong? Uh-oh. I have uh, Masterpiece first. Off of Masterpiece. Years, days, makes no difference to me. That it's very possible because uh, I okay so a little behind the scenes, I initially gave you when I gave you this playlist. Yeah, it was a uh, Spotify screenshot, mm-hmm. and then I had to spend like twenty five minutes trying to figure out how to do playlists on <laughs> Apple Music. That piece of goddamn shit app. My God, Joe Rogan can say whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Spotify, just take me back. <sighs> anyway, so uh-huh. yeah, let's uh-huh. talk about masterpiece. Okay. Go. Go. <laughs> Favorite song musically off this playlist. Wow. Okay. okay. I like it a lot. Reminds me. So here's the thing with this playlist, and this is going to come up over and over and over again. All of these songs, even though I had never heard any of them before, all sound so fucking familiar to me. Like, I'm listening to Masterpiece for the first time and it's like I've heard it before, but I have never heard it before. It is so yeah. weird. It's like every time I listen to this playlist, it's this feeling of deja vu the entire time. That is so weird. And I'm just and I'm just like, am I am I listening to this and am, am I getting this feeling because I've now listened to this song six times? Or is it because I'm actually th- remembering some song that I've heard before? Well, it, it could be neither, right? It could just be that th- this band, I think, has like a feeling of coziness yeah. to it. Yeah. And it, and that's not to say that the songs are like easy or pandering or by any it's, means. It's not the not. same kind of coziness that like Fan Club Wallet has. Because fan club wallet sure. is is that same. That's a good word for it. It's cozy, but this, whereas whereas fan club wallet is like cozy cutesy, this is like serious cozy. This is like seriously cozy. Like the lyrics are saying some shit. 
I don't know about this song. Yeah. But yeah. Right off the bat, though, uh, the very first couple chords remind me of uh, a Jenny Lewis song, specifically, if I'm remembering correctly, a Jenny and Johnny song, a one album she had with her ex, Jenny and Johnny. John Bunch. John Bunch. No, not John Bunch. Um, John Bunch? He, he was still alive when that came out, though. John Bunch is dead. John Bunch passed away, yes. Also reminds me of, of My Morning Jacket, which is a band I'm not that familiar with, but I'm familiar with enough to go, that sounds like My Morning Jacket. Do you like them at all? I nev- I remember like, like, oh, nine or something, mm-hmm. like My Morning Jacket being something I was supposed to get into. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I never really did. I don't know that they're my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's always been a band that like, Oh, you're supposed to like this, but it's kind of, eh, that's okay. It's fine. I've got other things to listen to. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's fine, but it's, I'm not, I never feel compelled to put yeah. them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What band did you say John Bunch did an album with? Further Seems Forever. And Sen- so there was, Sense sorry, Field. go ahead. Sensefield. Oh, so, uh, okay. I see what happened here. Uh-huh. John Bunch with an H uh-huh. was an American jazz pianist, pianist, uh, born in 1921. Okay, okay. So when you type in John Bunch, that's the first thing that pops up, and I was having a real hard time picturing him <laughs> as the singer uh-huh. of. Okay, John Bunch without an H, mm-hmm. except for the H at the end of Bunch, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, was born in Harbor City, California in 1970. That sounds a lot better. Well, I don't think it's better or I mean, worse. It sounds a lot more like the guy who was in for the Seems Forever and Census Fail. Sad ending. To the song or or uh, John Bunch? John Bunch. Yeah. Oh, and three years before he died, he went on tour with the red jumpsuit apparatus? Ooh. That's sadder, maybe. <laughs> it's up there. Possibly related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Big Thief. Yeah, Big Thief. Uh, I like this song a lot. Um, it's got a good chorus. Let's listen to that. 33 seconds. So Yeah, it's a good chorus. It's it's catchy. Uh, it is comfy or cozy. That was the word you said. Cozy. I mean, you can say whatever you like. Also, also comfy. How do you feel about Adrienne's voice? I think her voice was great. I have more to say on her voice, I think, in other songs. Um, okay. But yeah, no, her voice is, is nice. I, I could see where it might be off-putting to people Um, to whom no her voice is great i thought we might have a discussion about how we can add we can double our list of singers who are allowed to sing oh you started a a list of one with Um, hannah of fan club wallet and uh i would put 
If I'm gonna, well, look, if I'm gonna pick, if I got, uh-huh. you know, gun to my head, I'm gonna go. Oh, with please. Hannah. Okay. Okay. I heard I heard that Talking Heads song today. Uh, we were at Temple. Oh yeah, at Temple, and they were playing it. Uh, God, that song is so good, but not as good as Hannah's version. Well, David Byrne could really use a use. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> he could use a thing or two. What does that mean? He sure could. Holy boy. <laughs> he could um, well, I'll let you uh, expand on your thoughts on her voice later, but okay. uh, in, in, in Masterpiece, I, I just really like how it's kind of like wispy and fragile yeah. and, and pretty bare and... I don't know really how to classify their music. It's kind of alternative, folky, rock, country. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she makes really good use of kind of a very bare, honest, undeniable voice. Like not undeniable in like how powerful it is, but undeniable in like... uh, just I don't know like how how authentic sounding mm-hmm. it is and and she I, I feel like the there's some qualities some like intangible qualities to her voice that really help express the emotion yeah yeah behind absolutely. the song or even like her her mental state uh, behind writing the song mm-hmm. um, and th- this was kind of the case when we talked about oh boy this was an accident kind of the case when we talked about Nico case mm. where when Shuge's girlfriend started playing this in the car. I was like, why Why am I caring about what she's saying? <laughs> sure, sure. But I don't know. There, there's something about her where it's, um, I I want to listen yeah, to yeah. that. Speaking of Nico Case, this sounds like a line that Nico Case might sing. This place smells like pissing beer. Can you get me out? This place smells like pissing beer. Can you get me out? I don't know. Sounds like Nico case to me. That's what it immediately made no, me. No, absolutely, of. absolutely. I believe she says "piss and beer" twice, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like she repeats that line later? I thought she says "piss and beer" like back to back in two two lines. Oh, she might. Like she's really driving home the point that it smells like piss and beer. Uh, oh, maybe not. Mm, no, I don't think so, but. Maybe uh, when you re-record this song, you can do uh, Piss and Beer twice. I'm assuming she's listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really... Oh, I thought you were telling, like, when I was going to do my own take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really just focus on that Piss and Beer. <laughs> um, which is, uh, yeah, Piss and Beer, that's what Masterpiece barbecue sauce tastes like. <laughs> is that... Is it, is it called Masterpiece or is it K- something else? KC Masterpiece, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what she was talking about. Okay, good song. Next. I've got one more timestamp. Oh, yeah. Son of Beach. Uh, Jangly Weird Solo.
It borders on like chaotic uh, noise and dissonance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it it actually fits the song really well. Yeah, it does. Uh, it it almost doesn't, but then it comes back and it does. If that makes sense. No, it doesn't. I think it does. <laughs> um, did you wa- have you watched any live footage of the, these folks playing? I've mostly watched her performing solo because mm. I don't care about the others. Oh, okay, yeah. I think um, I think she's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want her to uh, ditch her girlfriend or wife mm-hmm. or whomever mm-hmm. uh, for me, which is a mistake that I think she is above. Okay. What, I, I think what she, does Shoegaze girlfriend fit into this equation? Right in between. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, you got three bedrooms, so. That's true. <laughs> Very cozy situation for everybody. She was, I believe, who was it? What was his name? He had a, it's like Buck Meek. What? Let's see. Who is Buck Meek? She was married to someone who I believe identifies as a man mm-hmm. until, as Shugay's girlfriend put it, uh, she, until Adrian, quote, came around. Meaning, uh, in Shugay's girlfriend's mind, every lesbian is, or, or I guess I should say any like non-straight woman uh-huh. is uh, c- correct for not being straight. <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah. I think she thinks, in almost all cases, being with a man is a mistake. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the track record of men it's not a throughout history... Record. It's not. It's not. Good. Yeah, I, no. I think mm-hmm. my girlfriend is correct, mm-hmm. except for the one major flaw what? in her argument, which is what? that she's dating me. Yeah, she sure is. Like, pretty close to a man. Pretty Yeah, yeah. Almost. I am pretty close to a man. Uh, Buck Meek is an American musician born in uh, Wimberley, Texas. Mm-hmm. Best known... Oh, here we go. Best known as the guitarist and backing vocalist of Big Thief. Oh. So, uh, I wonder if that's how they met on tour together in the same band. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Uh, he he, he uh, Buck Meek makes some weird... Uh, facial movements and body movements while playing the guitar. Yeah, well, it's probably why he got dumped. <laughs> um, I have no idea what happened there. It's none of my business. Uh, just, just making silly. Yes, yes. Okay, that was your last time. That was stamp, my last correct? Time stamp. I would like to read you a quote, please, from Adrian Lanker. Mm-hmm. I, I watched this interview with her. And it's very nice. The camera is just on her the entire time. Mm-hmm. You can hear the questions, but you do not see the interviewer. Okay. And after every question, Adrienne, she she really takes her time with it. And she like actually considers the question. She closes her eyes. She has this like very quiet, uh, like beautiful intensity mm-hmm. about her in this interview. And she says some things that on paper or if out of the mouth of another musician, you would go, ugh. <laughs> okay. But when she says it, you're like, yeah. <laughs> and you feel uh, you feel some wetness 
uh, dripping down your face, and you're like, did I get hit in the eye with a seatbelt? What is this? <laughs> so here, here's the first quote. Okay. Uh, she's talking about music, uh, either picking up a guitar or trying to write a song. Okay. It brings me the deepest sense of stillness that I get from anything, which brings me to some sort of center. Uh, Danny, when's the last time you felt any sort of stillness? You don't got to take too much time. Yeah, I mean, possibly never. Okay, yeah. Something's and you have a guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't bring you that same sort of stillness? No, because every time I... Pick up my guitar and try to write what is going on inside my head. As far as like, this is a sick riff in my head. Uh, it sounds like complete ass when I try to play it on the guitar. So no, every time, every like lately, every time I pick up my guitar and I like plug it into my computer so I can listen to it in GarageBand and all this kind of stuff, I'm just like, why am I? Why am I trying to do this? I'm not. Oh, I'm no. not good at this. It's adding to the, the uh, what's the opposite of stillness? The move, movements. The movementness. The uneasiness. Adrian continues. Okay. I like to be able to choose when I feel still and at peace. Sometimes when I pick up the guitar and start to write, I feel very unsettled. So usually it's out of a need for feeling connected to my own spirit. Sometimes there's room for that and sometimes there isn't. I also slip into a very vulnerable place when I'm writing. What I really like about her is that when she says all of this, mm -hmm. she means it 100%. But like, if you told me that this was a quote from Bono, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> and I'd make the wanking motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, uh, yeah, it does kind of have that kind of energy, but I could see where it would feel more genuine from from a person like her, for sure. She's the real goddamn deal. Yeah. Um, so, Danny, uh -huh. second song. Not the first <laughs> not song. Not the first song. Oh, by the way, Masterpiece, off of 2016's Masterpiece. Yeah, from 2016. And now, from 2016, um, you still maintain the greatest year that ever was. Um now, off of 2017's Capacity, oh, 2016. Mythological Beauty. I mean, this album came out, that must have been pretty good in 2016. <laughs> Off of Capacity, 2017. Favorite song lyrically. Do you care to tell us why? So as I was taking notes and I had the lyrics on on my on my phone. So you know it, the lyrics are going by as as the song is playing. And I kind of just stopped taking notes for a little bit and just like read the lyrics as they went by. It's the first time I like really paid attention to what what she was singing i don't necessarily even know that i know what there's not like this this greater like message that she's trying to portray or anything like that it's just this story 
this really mm-hmm. well written poem that is coming out of her and it's it is beautiful and it's very haunting the way this song in particular the way she does different things with her voice and she's pretty like uh it, she stays kind of in one area in this song as far as her voice is concerned but then like jumps up like three octaves or something at certain points and it it's it's just it's really really nice yeah this one i just can't not like pay close attention to the lyrics now listening to this song and none of the i mean the, all the songs have great lyrics but this one for some reason just really kind of struck me i don't i don't know why i can't really explain why but it it's fucking it's really good it's just like reading a, a well-written poem or story or something like that. Do you ever read poetry or or did you ever? Was that like everything you tried to get into? Yeah, there was a point. Like, I'm going to be a poetry guy. There was a point in my life where I was like writing and reading poetry. Yeah. Do you feel like you can appreciate poetry at this point, like now? Probably not as much as I used to. Uh, although how much of that was me being a pretentious idiot though? Yeah, like even when I like, I never like pretended like poetry, but anytime I tried to like really get into anything Mm -hmm. like that, I think deep down I knew, I was like, I don't really get this. Mm -hmm. I don't really like love this or have a passion for it. I just wanted to like outwardly appear to have that passion for it. Yeah, yeah. Poetry was something where I like, I always just found it kind of, unnecessary sure sure like like, there's got to be a better way to like explain what you're talking about guys (laughs) but i I was just curious i mean like i i i do would like mire it from like a from afar but like i Mm -hmm. you know couldn't i i would not sit and read a book of poems yeah yeah i i definitely would i mean uh, you know you know me in reading but if i were to pick something up to read it i don't think it would necessarily be a book of poems yeah, it's not really my speed anymore. When I was first listening to it, I don't know if I necessarily agree with myself anymore based on these notes from February second, twenty twenty two. At least the beginning has some Elliot Smith energy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Amanda yeah. said uh, it reminds her. The beginning reminds her of the beginning of the sweater song by Weezer. Huh. That didn't definitely did not occur to me. Yeah, it didn't occur to me either. <laughs> but but then but now that she said it, I'm like, oh yeah, kind of. Has a similar similar feel. Well, there are those like seven people just kind of murmuring in the <laughs> yeah, background, yeah, just kind of talking about what they're going to do after the show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you going to play something? Uh, yeah, I've got a timestamp at fifty five secundos. This is this is me going back into. Uh, this feels really fucking familiar, and I did. I don't know why. Something about that whole 
before she goes back into the verse, I guess that's the chorus. I don't know what it is. It feels so familiar. Deja vu levels of familiarity. I can't explain it. Those next lines right after that. For some reason, those are the lines that you cut the flesh of your left thumb using your boyfriend's knife. 17, you took his cum and gave birth to your first life. I I don't know why, but for some reason, those were the lines that like went by as I was sitting here taking notes uh, and made me start paying attention to like what is going on in this song. That is something that's very... Um reasonable and understandable also i would never admit that because it just sounds like you perked up when you heard come it wasn't the here danny's classic it wasn't the come argument <laughs> once a week he has to say that um i want to go back to okay. that like pre-course or whatever though because that guitar um where she's like kind of whisper singing mm-hmm. And there's that like one like slide up, it sounds like, and then oh, yeah. a little like hammer on pull off or hammer on open yeah. uh, string under that maybe. That does sound familiar and not like I've heard that elsewhere, but just again, the just like uh, the the general familiar, <laughs> the idea of yes, familiar. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I was trying to think, I was like, I was like, again, I was like, is this like Modest Mouse-y to me? Like, what is this? And I I couldn't really pin it down, but that like very quick little lick that maybe repeats twice Mm -hmm. is very, it grips. And then also, so it goes from that part where she's whispering and then to the chorus Mm -hmm. and then, and and where it's like a little more of like a high pitch, she's kind of like, not straining, but maybe it's like a little bit higher in her throat or whatever. What the fuck do I know? I can't sing. (laughs) And then it gets to the part where she like drops her voice a little bit and it's like a little more open and round mm-hmm. sounding mm-hmm. and a little deeper. And maybe that's what you were talking about before, but like how her voice will do, you know, a few different things in a short amount of time. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's not like going like crazy up and down mm-hmm. in range or anything. It's just kind of the the style of delivery. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the next pitch jump here is kind of incredible also. So I'm going to do this one real quick. Pitch jump, something illegal in baseball. Pitch jump, something illegal in baseball. What? What's a pitch jump? I mean, I guess it would be pitching while you jump, but it's not a real thing. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm sorry I stopped your time It's stamp. okay. The, and the second time she does that, uh, the there's like this loud kind of swell in the background. The second time she does that with her voice where it gets up really high and kind of louder. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just such a striking part of the song. Uh, and it, it just, there's just so many of these little things in here that kind of grab you and make you pay attention. And it's, I don't know. It's great. I love it. So best song lyric, your favorite song my lyrically. My favorite song lyrically. The first one, my favorite song musically. Like I gravitate, I gravitate more toward the music style in the first one because it, it, sure. it makes me think of the, like Jenny Lewis, uh, Nico Case, like that kind of thing. This one, uh, the music is great. I do, nothing against the music or anything like that. 
but the lyrics just are completely keep hold my attention like the whole time. I'm gonna I'm gonna search for uh, some other lyrics of a song that I did not give you, okay. but um, I, I wonder if they will pique your interest. Um, but yeah, any last? Uh, I didn't. It, this band took me a, a little while. I, I guess no. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna do final thoughts on that. So we'll we'll do that later. Yeah, let's jump ahead, <laughs> man. That's fine. Next song off of an album that's coming out in the future. In 2022, uh, Little Things. See, I thought we were going to talk about Contact next. Uh-oh. Hey, at least I got the correct five songs, Wait, I'm pretty sure. Uh, hopefully. <coughs> uh, <coughs> so this song is the first one, this song and the next song, which who knows what you think the next song is. I know what I think the next song is. I think it's good. Okay, sure. Um, uh, they made me think of Kate Bush, uh, who is someone I'm not super familiar with. Like Amanda likes Kate Bush a lot. And so in the last almost 12 years now, I've, I've heard a fair amount of Kate Bush. So I played this playlist for Amanda and she was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. This doesn't sound like Kate Bush, but it's, it does to me. I went and listened to some Kate Bush on my own. Two albums worth, two albums worth. Uh, A, it was really good. And I should probably listen to more Kate Bush. Uh, B, it made me think of this. And so, yeah. Take that, Amanda. Yeah. What do you know other than a lot of things? Yeah. You take that out of the equation, yeah. not not a whole lot. Yeah. happening right off the bat oh yeah there's kind of just this constant wall of high-pitched like electric mandolin or something like that like happening the whole time and it doesn't sound like it's changing chords like it's it almost sounds like it's just playing the same chord the whole time which is really interesting in a way this song kind of feels like four people all playing a different song that are in the same Mm -hmm. key you know like they, they, like they, they were just like, all right, ready, go. Yeah, they, they work, but it also sounds like, well, they're playing this one. Like the bass player is playing uh, like a Cure song. Like the, the tone of the bass sounds to like the Cure to me. And then there's the mandolin sounding thing. And then there's like a, a keyboard or synthesizer or something in the background that kind of reminds me, reminds me of something that would that the Go team would use or something like that. So there's all these different things happening. It's It's... It's messy and it's it's interesting, and, and I think that's why I ended up with no timestamps for this because uh, it's all kind of just the same thing happening the whole time, and then it's done. Uh, and so I I didn't get a chance to like focus on the lyrics or anything like that because I think I was just so focused on like uh, 
that high-pitched mandolin sound that I can't mimic with my mouth. We should say, yeah, this is off a uh, 2022 album, Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Mm -hmm. Those are words. Yep. So uh, I think just like this song, everyone played their own thing. Every band member was able to just... (laughs) Uh, contribute two random words. It's one of those to the things. Album title. Uh, what, oh, what are those called? We did. Uh, I took a poetry class, and we did this one time, uh, where you you fold up a piece of paper and you write like a line, and then you unfold the one, and then you write the next line, and you fold over the first one, so you could you can only always only see one line, and then you open it up, and then uh, it's got the full full poem or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? So like a different person does every line? Yeah, you pass it around the room and then one you only okay. see the the last line that was written. You don't see any of the other lines. Uh, I, feel, gotcha. I can't remember what that's called, but but yeah, it's it's like that. Someone wrote uh where'd the album title go? Someone wrote dragon and then someone wrote new and then they covered that up and then they wrote warm and then they covered that up and then they wrote mountain. And yeah, that's how the album title came. I get it. Yeah. Are you excited for this new album of theirs? What happened after someone wrote the word mountain, though? Uh, they wrote I. Oh, like a pirate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you excited for this new album, Dante? I am. Is it? Hold on. Is, is, so, what, so Little Things is out, and then um, uh, starts with an S. What's the other song off this album that's out? Yep. Sig Seif. Sig Seif. I like it. Sparrow. Whoa, there's a lot of songs out. You can listen to uh, four, is the album five, out? Six, seven, eight, eight songs off of it on Apple. Uh, Unless your settings are wrong. See, does it give a. Which they probably are. Yeah, this is uh oh this uh, the, Febri- the full February album comes 11th, out in three days. Friday. Friday. Yep. So yeah, change. Twenty songs, one hour and Spud Jesus in Christ, Infinity. man. Twenty songs. S- uh what? Tea? Sparrow, little things, no reason. Do, you don't have to read all the song sense. titles. Danny. Hmm. Huh. Freeze mode off. <laughs> Answer. My goddamn question: Are you excited? Uh, I mean, not anymore. On Star Trek. (laughs) Now that now that it's close to coming out, you're not excited anymore. No, now that you just spent an hour reading song titles. (laughs) (laughs) I just texted Shuge's girlfriend. um, (laughs) Is there another big thief song that has? Come in it or just mythological beauty because i could have sworn there was another come song so i i just want to know what would be your like second favorite big thief song um what the fuck uh, were we talking all right let's I, l- that, l- here that's all i've got to say about that song it, it's good about oh that's right um I think this might be my favorite song. This, to me, is the coziest of them all. And kind of for the same reasons you were talking about it being hard hmm. to take notes on, where it's just, it's like a five-minute song, and it doesn't really change much, but it feels like a nice musical hug the whole time. Um, this bums me out, but 
Adrian Linker was born in 1991. Yeah. Uh, Danny, it's uh, it's Mitski. Are you familiar with Mitski? Uh, a, a bit. I've listened to one album. She has all the cum lyrics. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, my fault. My fault, everybody. I, I'm not trying to give... I'm not trying to shower all of Mitski's cum praise on Adrian Linker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I mean, that, but anyway, that's so, kind of a bummer that, you know. That there's not more cum lyrics no, in Big Thief? Born in 91. Yes. But I was going to say, like, this song for some reason kind of gives me, like, mid to late 1990s vibes. Like, how there was, like, kind of, like, weird alternative rock mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. like, that got decent airplay on the radio. You, you know that song, um, Standing Outside a Phone Booth? Unfortunately, with I do. Cord- no, that song still rocks. But, like, it's just, like, it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but but catch. Okay, god damn it. <laughs> Another thing I like about her uh, her singing in Little Things is that it's... <laughs> are you okay, man? I'm just scratching my beard. <laughs> no, no, I know, but you look just, like, <laughs> so, like, exhausted and, like, put upon. <laughs> where you're just like... Oh, it feels good. The words are just like oozing out of her mouth mm-hmm. in this song. Like it's, it's not mumbling, but it's not super far off. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know yes. what I mean? Where it's just kind of like, it, they're just like, there's just a stream. They're just kind of like, uh, I imagine that picture of a kid coming in the room. And this will be quick. Lassa. Okay. Oh, please eat them in front of her. Hi, yeah, hi, Lassa, I see you. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Ooh, is that pirate's booty? Yeah. Shut the door. Or, uh... Baby, don't say a word. Booty pirates, as uh, Han has <laughs> deemed it. He doesn't have internet access, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh oh! A long time ago, we were at the store, and he said he wanted booty pirates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, son, we all do, okay? But we live in the real world, and mom and I don't have that sort of relationship. So, <laughs> a while ago, mom told us, told me in no uncertain terms, we are not opening this up. <laughs> Song four, my friend. Woohoo! Unidentified flying object forever friend unidentified flying object friend i believe it's ufo friend oh hmm interesting is this the song that you you thought was next maybe uh i yeah i thought this was the third song and then Uh, little things okay okay so uh so i know i got the fifth song right though good phil There must be a really crazy delay. There's not. It just oh. took me a second. Oh, no. 
Oh, I wasn't even trying to like make fun of you for like not getting it at first. It's just like I was gonna say there. There's either a, a crazy delay or like you're just like so sick of my bullshit. You're just like <laughs> like uh, I've just like worn you down to the nub. Uh, I've only got one timestamp for this song. Uh, it's got some Elliot Smith energy, but it also has a weird kind of solo thingy. So let's play that really quick. I like the riff. It's got uh, first time it came on, I was like, "Oh, look, it's like uh, it's like uh, Black Keys, but interesting." And then this the like kind of background scream uh, reminds me of a Nick Cave song, uh, which was I don't know. That's fun to think of a Nick Cave song. I like. Yeah, the song kind of like stops and then takes a turn there where it gets loud and it does that jangly riff sort of solo-ish kind of thing. Again, this this is an, another song where the entire time I'm just having this weird deja vu. It it reminds me of like something I would see play at Luigi's or like the hub back in those days where like Sulky Darky was opening or something or like yeah. early Chelsea Wolf or was opening or something like that. And it's it's just so weird. Like, I'm curious if I listen to any more of this, like how much of the other songs are going to have that energy or like the, her solo stuff, which I I was looking at her solo stuff and one of the album covers where it's like, a, I think it's a green background and she's wearing like a red shirt. I feel like I've seen, I've listened to that album before. Hmm. Uh, and do, do you do listen you- to her solo stuff too? Not albums, uh, just like stuff that'll come up on, well, now I guess Apple Music, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, no, just like stuff that would co- yeah, come up on like, you know, uh, app-generated playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have more to say about this song. It That's is fine. haunting and cozy and a little spooky sometimes, but it's pretty good. The next song, not a cover of the Smoking Popes, Paul. Oh, the last time I saw Paul, I was horrible and almost let him in. But I stopped and caught the wall, and my mouth got dry, so all I did was take him for a spin. Paul is uh, also off Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It is, I think, probably by far their most... Well, at least on Spotify, it was by far their most listened to song. A song that I don't super love called Shark Smile is was also kind of like a minor radio hit, mm. I believe. Um, but yeah, I think Paul is kind of maybe the most well-known Big Thief song. Okay. Do you know why that is? 
uh, probably the way it sounds. Sure, sure. It's a good. I I don't know. I don't know why it's like yeah, because it's not like I like it mm-hmm. certainly. It's but it's not my favorite. I I mean I think, you know, it is kind of maybe a little more, certainly more accessible than like uh little things. Sure, sure, yes. Um, it kind of has a hook and. Mm-hmm. To quote Adrian Lanker, uh-huh. this quote I think has nothing to do with. <laughs> there's like no transition here or anything, but I have these quotes. Sure. I've had to find a sense of stability in the traveling lifestyle. I do hunger for groundedness that is hard to find amidst all that movement. I've had to find a home within all of the shifts of scenery and place and people. It's forced me to find that within myself. Wow. So, Paul. Wow. You're going to be shifting some scenery around and stuff, traveling soon. Yeah, you bet yeah. I am. <laughs> shifting some scenery, am I right, boys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the boys are nodding along and looking around like, what is he talking about? <laughs> the boys. We really need to have a talk with him. He's not okay. <laughs> he keeps calling us the boys. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Goes to one hockey game. He won't stop calling people boys. Is it, do, you, do you call uh, shoegaze girlfriend one of your boys? <laughs> I do not. She- I call her my shoegaze girlfriend. Oh, right, right, right. Show some respect. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, this part's neat. It feels kind of like doo a little bit for a second there. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's a different different kind of sound than any of these other. So I, actually, I kind of feel like, well, maybe Contact and Mythological Beauty are kind of similar energy. But yeah, I almost feel like every song kind of has its own feel and take on what this band is which is kind of i don't know it's kind of nice well uh, i i feel like we're maybe going back to the the same reference well too many times but nico cases like that where there's sure sure many songs that don't necessarily sound like the same band mm-hmm. other than it's nico case mm-hmm. singing them sure sure i don't know it always i can always tell it's nico case though uh, of of course, my reference point is only these five songs, but I feel like if if when Little Things came out, if I was a fan uh, before this and had heard that song, I'd been like, "Well, this sounds pretty different." But yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Little Things again, not a cover of Good Charlotte. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, is that what you thought going in? That's why I got into Big Thief. Uh. To be honest, <laughs> I thought they were just they were a big uh, like punk cover yeah. band covering good charlotte and uh smoking, smoking popes. popes and have a, a whom, whom i know nothing about <laughs> they have a concept album about the that movie contact yeah they were oh, it was her fucking it was her dad <laughs> it was her fucking dad <laughs> fuck this movie oh. uh then a song about barbecue sauce and a mm-hmm, song mm-hmm. about it's a fucking uh, album about barbecue sauce an album about barbecue sauce. Well, it's it's big wherever uh, they're they're not from any place that's big with on barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, 
I think she, I think they're like in New York now, so it's nothing oh. exciting. Uh, and then Mythological Beauty is about uh, the the character in the series of BMW commercials that is, is going to debut or premiere during the Super Bowl, oh. starring Selma Hayek. Okay. okay. <laughs> I believe she plays like some sort of like Greek goddess. Sure, sure. I love it. Uh, here's a not solo. We need some sort of lead or, or something to go right <laughs> here. Um, what was that guy's name? Buck? Uh, it was Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think? What do you think should go here, Meeky? And uh, he goes, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll go. Suge's girlfriend says that she she really admires. All right, bud. Um, I don't know. If maybe admires this, but like she always like wants that part to like keep going. But also, I do like, too. Like she she thinks it might be like the start of something, and then it like is going to build into something yeah, else. And yeah. Then it's just done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it's kind of. It's kind of a flex. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, strange flex, Buck. Yeah. What 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 do they say? They say strange flex or weird, weird flex, flex or... but okay, but okay. Yeah. That's all I got. I'm done with Paul. Okay. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on Big Thief? I don't. I didn't know what to expect going in, right? Because I had never really heard them before. Uh, the first few listens, it took me kind of a while to really get what I was listening to kind of similar to Gleamer. Like if I had heard one of these songs just at random and listened to it once, I don't know that I would, it would have grabbed me and kept me listening, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think some, some bands, some music you have to listen to a few times to really appreciate. Um, and so I feel like this, that was kind of this, that journey with me. I'm curious about it. Do you have a favorite album of theirs that that you listen to? I don't. I don't know that I can name a favorite. To be honest, most of my uh, listening of this band has been kind of like hopscotching around mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. albums and and hearing them in playlists. So yeah, you know that that's that's a really good point because I I'm sure there's. Some thought behind the the themes of albums mm-hmm. and the sequencing of albums that would, you know, uh, what, what's the word? It would uh, elevate sure. the listening experience. Um, but it's, you know, it's the you know the first thirty times I heard Big Thief songs, uh, it's because Shoegaze Girlfriend was playing them, mm-hmm. and so, like Fan Club Wallet it kind of stuck out amidst all the other like kind of softer singer songwriter stuff that she was playing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like SGGF. (laughs) 
I need to know everything about Fan Club Wallet and Big Thief. Does she call you... And also stop... Does she call you atmospheric black metal boyfriend? ABMBF? Yeah. Abambuff. <laughs> I mean, starting now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, perfect. That's pretty good. Or black, you know, black gay's boyfriend? BGF? Um, you know what? Because of my first name and because of just kind of the general way in which I carry myself... Mm -hmm. People already can make assumptions about me without knowing me. Mm -hmm. um, so tacking on black and gays <laughs> before my name mm -hmm. might just like further confuse people. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so okay, atmospheric black metal boyfriend. Danny wants to know why you don't <laughs> call me atmospheric. I, th I think she's going to be like, atmospheric. Don't you think that's a little grandiose? <laughs> <coughs> Actually, he asked if you do, and I said no, but you should. <laughs> Otherwise, get your own fucking place in Montana. <laughs> oh, she's still going get to Montana. Anyway, I'm... In, in that scenario, oh, yeah, yeah, in that yeah. scenario I mean, like, you just won't live together. No, she's got to earn it. Oh, okay. If I'm going to... If I'm look, I had to get SGGF branded across my back. <laughs> the least she can do, the least she can do is call me a cool nickname. Good point. Good point. Um, All right, throw some numbers out. This, this man's pretty great. Uh, I want to listen to a masterpiece because maybe it's a masterpiece. I want to check that out. Uh, I'm going to give him a. Uh, 3.8 seconds of summer. 3.8. Yep. That's tragically low. Well, well, next I mean, I, next week we're talking no, yeah. about Jawbreaker. Next week. Uh-huh. And then yeah. next week we're talking about Jawbreaker and then we're going to give each other some metal bands yeah. for Metal March. And uh we'll see what And then right after Metal March, we're we're going back to uh, Candy February, where after Jawbreaker, we're doing Jolly Rancher. <laughs> yes. We are going to do Warheads. Uh huh. We are going to do. Uh, dots. Uh huh. Not a hard candy, but it's still in like the kind of like sweet, fruity, gummy <laughs> realm. We're going to do. Boy, feel free to help me out. Uh, uh, let's see. I, I don't. What's, I don't what's, what's what's another candy along that line? I don't like hard candy. Uh, Werther's. Yeah, me neither. Werther's original. Werther's. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, Lifesavers. Ooh, that's a good. Wait, and they're wait. So they make hard ones and gummy ones, yeah, right? Yeah, of yeah. Lifesavers. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I went to sixth grade camp, mm -hmm. they gave us just like the regular mint Lifesavers. Oh yeah, and it was like at our night. Our night hike, and you bite it, and you see like green sparks in your mouth. Whoa, really? Yeah, I bet you could like do it with your kids, and uh, well, maybe wait till their teeth are a little more stable. <laughs> sure, sure, but sure. It's very, it was very exciting. I always yeah. liked those, the Winto Green Light Lifesavers. Those ones were good. Yeah, that's what they were. Yeah, the Winto Green. Yeah. Anyway, thanks mm -hmm. for listening to this podcast. I said that weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> we love you. Uh, Dante loves you. I mean, I mean, good night. I mean, uh, <laughs> bye, mom. I mean, see you later, professor. Uh, stop recording. <laughs>